Oh, well, we've arrived. We're on Dean Street in Soho and we're at Coivardis. By we, I mean me and Mr Binks. And I should just clarify that Mr Binks isn't my boyfriend, but he is my English toy terrier. And we're here to talk to one of Europe's leading holistic vets, Lise Hansen. We're talking about her new book, The Complete Book of Cat and Dog Health, and about homeopathy and its role in modern integrated vet medicine. I'm Anna Webb and this is A Dog's Life. Hi Lise, I'm so pleased that you've spared some time to come and meet us here in the middle of bustling Soho on quite a wet and windy morning in uh, in London. Um, you've flown over from Denmark. Um, you are a leading European holistic vet. And in, in my, my view, you're almost doubly qualified because you are a conventional vet, first and foremost, but you went on to study further to be able to practice uh, homeopathy. And that's what we're focusing on today. Tell us why you've opted to focus on homeopathy in your in your practice. I I have a theory. I think I mean I've I've, I've just worked it out actually. I've been a uh, I've been practicing I've been a practicing vet for twenty six years, and I've been a homeopath for twenty one of those. Um, and I have this theory that I think that most vets and doctors probably once you've qualified, you think that you're going to go out and treat and cure disease. You have this. I don't know, expectation that now you know about disease, now you know about treatments, now you're going to go and make all the animals of the world well. Um, and then after a few years in practice, you find out that that's not what vets do. It's not what doctors do, I'm sure, either. You can manage disease, you can control symptoms, um, but if someone comes to you with, a, with asthma or with you know, allergic disease or with epilepsy or with any of the common diseases that we see in dogs and cats, five years down the line, 10 years down the line, they're still going to suffer from that disease. Um, you'll never cure them. And that means, it meant for me, and I think it means for most of my colleagues, actually, you become a bit disillusioned. Um, and then I chose at that point to, to try to find another way. Now, the conventional pro profession seems to be obsessed with diagnosis. You know, they love tests. No, that hasn't worked, that test, but we've got to diagnose it. My journey to uh, the holistic side really began 10 years ago when my first miniature bull terrier, Molly, was diagnosed with an undiagnosable condition. <laughs> and at which point I demanded a referral, as that's how it works in, in the UK, you are referred to a holistic vet, who was at that time Richard Allport, mm. who I know you know you know well. And then Richard introduced me to homeopathy, which I honestly had no idea at that point how it worked, you know, and what the reasons for using homeopathy, homeopathy are, mainly, of course, to get to the cause of disease. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I, I still think the first step if your animal is ill is to get a diagnosis. And then once you know what's wrong, you can choose how to treat it. And for most acute disease, I mean, if I had, you know, bacterial pneumonia, I would like some antibiotics, thank you very much. And if I broke a leg, I'd like surgery or whatever was required. But for chronic disease that, that, is, that, can't, that can't be cured, you know, lots and lots and lots of problems are seen as incurable within the conventional system. And for those, you need to look to something else. 
And that's where treatments like acupuncture and homeopathy have an enormous role to play because most of what we're dealing with today is chronic illnesses. And, and they're chronic because they don't go away and they don't go away because the conventional system can't cure them. So it, it, those are really the situations where you need to look elsewhere. And it's interesting that long-term medication as well with um, a patient that has a chronic disease, mm. like Molly, for example, um, it was su suspected bladder cancer. Um, but I wouldn't do the procedure to get the biopsy mm. in an eight and a half year old sure. dog um, as you know it might have left her incontinent or it probably would and indeed the surgery itself yeah. um, may have finished it wasn't her going off. to make her feel any it, better no. no it certainly wasn't so um, and so you know and under Richard's guidance I learned a lot and, and, and that's great but um, so over medication generally when you're treating symptomatically might you say it makes the, the whole situation worse it leads to other problems. I think if, if, if ongoing medication is necessary, then it's because you're not solving the problem. And that's the key to that's the you know, that's a sign that you need to look elsewhere. Um, if you're if you're medicating someone for weeks at a time or months at a time or even years at a time to keep a problem under control, it's a bit like. You know, dealing with your poverty by taking out a bank loan. It's it's you feel better right now, but it's not a solution. And it's it, there's going to be a price to pay at the end of it. Yes, um, I know that one. <laughs> now tell me, how does homeopathy work, please? Because a lot of people are mystified by this. Yes. I, well, I'm not a physicist, but physicists do do a lot of research into this. And there are a, there's a lot of science available. One of the biggest untruths out there is that there's no science backing up homeopathy. It's, it sort of seems to be what we do these days. If we shout something loud enough, often enough, it, we expect it to be believed. Um, there's plenty of science backing up uh, both the, the, effect, the efficacy of homeopathy and modes of action. Um, the main person or the most well-established person looking into this is a French a scientist called Montagnier, who won the Nobel Prize. Uh, I think it was back in 2008. So he's, you know, how, you can't get any higher in the world of, of medical science than winning the Nobel Prize for medicine. And he's he's quite an elderly gentleman now, but he's still doing research into this, um, into how these very, very diluted uh, watery substances can have an effect on a body. Um, and he says it's electromagnetism is, is how it works, that there's a specific spectrum in each remedy that when it resonates with with a body um, can affect that body um, and, and he's there's lots of lots and lots of research on that if anybody cares to look it's brilliant isn't it so, homeopathy has actually been around a lot longer than the conventional medical profession i mean hippocrates um came out with the the saying way yeah, back the dog <laughs> yes yeah. yes <laughs> and you're curing like with like yeah, yeah and that's i guess that electromagnetic resonance in the body yeah. In a little bit like a vaccine, but actually not like a vaccine at all, technically. Well, absolutely. Explain yeah. that. Well, I mean, a, a vaccine induces a reaction in the body. A, a vaccine, when, when you vaccinate someone, you give them a little bit of a disease so that their immune system will produce antibodies against that disease. Um, which I suppose is where the comparison comes in, because it, it, it's like curing like with like. Mm. Um, homeopathy... Homeopathy was, I, want to, I was going to say invented, but of course it wasn't invented because it must be a natural principle, but it was, it was discovered uh, by the German doctor uh, Samuel Hahnemann uh, back in the 1700s. Um, and he, he was, did an enormous amount of research that's been carried on ever since and, and discovered that principle of, 
of like curing like. The, the general idea, the basic idea, the basic principle is that if you give an individual a substance, the reaction, you give an individual a substance and they react to that substance. If you see that reaction in a sick person or a sick animal, a sick individual, that substance in a homeopathic potency can cure them. Mm. Um, to simplify, if you're stung by a bee, you might get this red, sore, swollen, um, you know, edema, uh, painful area. Um, if you have that because you're suffering from hives or an allergic disease, you could, in principle, cure that with a homeopathic preparation of bee, the remedy called Apis. Yes. So that, that's the general principle, but a lot of research, a lot of clinical experience has been added to that over yes. the years. I mean, for example, recently my cat um, took a steroid injection um, that I wasn't awfully happy about. Um, it was last summer for his ear mite issue. And um, yes, I, I wasn't at all happy about it. And I ended up balancing that steroid injection through my um, homeopathic vet, Barbara Jones, mm, who I know you mm. know, with um, pre, 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 pre. Like Sloan, maybe? Yes. Yeah, you can do a, yeah, a preparation of that's what right. we call a tortoed, a homeopathic remedy that is made from a medicine mm -hmm. uh, to counteract ill effects of that medicine. That's right. So I did that preventatively just mm. to, because um, he'd never had a steroid uh, jab before and hopefully he won't again. So I was worried because, mm. you know, he, he could have had an adverse reaction, mm. which I really obviously wanted to, uh, you know, uh, not have. Um, now, it's it's interesting, though. So we've got this science now that is um, readily available. Yet despite that, very recently, certainly in the UK and I believe in America, um, the conventional medics and um, vets have been very anti-homeopathy, uh, so much so that they've actually wanted to ban it. It's it's such a curious thing. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it's I mean, there are things in the world that I don't do and that I don't understand, but I just don't concern myself with them. You know, yeah, to, sure. to go on such a rampage about something that you don't understand is a strange use of time. A rampage uh, is a good word. Yes, and I, I don't quite understand it. I think, obviously, there's a huge vested interest. I mean, the pharmaceutical industry is bigger than oil these days, I'm told. So there's a there's a huge industry that that has a lot to lose if other cheaper more natural treatments take over but for the individual person it's very hard to understand i think that it's certainly my experience i mean i don't have negative experiences with veterinary colleagues at all uh, i go about my business they see my results and when they do they come and ask more and they refer to me and it's it's not one or the other you know we we work together and some have the tool to do, to, to deal with some conditions and they may have the tools to deal with with some conditions that require uh, immediate medical, you know, conventional drugs or surgery, and I have the tools to deal with other conditions, and we can refer patients to each other. Um, but I think the reality is that the huge majority of vets and doctors are just quietly accepting, and then there is a very small, very very loud. Um, group of people motivated by who knows what, who really wants to go and, and bang on about how homeopathy is harmful. I mean, there's been some vets in this country who have, I mean, a handful of people, if that, who have been very, very vocal, very, very vicious, very destructive, um, spreading lies. I mean, saying things like how, saying, saying that um, homeopathy 
I mean, one person, I won't mention his name, um, was talking about how heartbreaking it is when you go, when you meet patients who've been harmed by homeopathy. If you ask the Royal College, there is not a recorded case ever of an animal being harmed by homeopathy. There's no complaints happened in the UK ever about a homeopathic um, vet harming an animal. I mean, obviously, homeopathic medicines wouldn't harm anyone, but the argument is that by omitting other procedures, you yeah. might end up harming the patient. But that there is not one recorded case of that. So it's 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 pure make believe. Um, and what's behind it, I do not understand. It's interesting, though, isn't it? With when you see your first customer, talk us through um, how it works, because unlike yes, um, when you you book a ten minute consult Absolutely. with your GP vet, which isn't very long, and often vets are stressed. You know, they've got to fit you into ten minutes if they overrun, and the next client has only five minutes. So it's very different, you know. Apart from homeopathy treating the cause and conventional treatment treating the symptom, the whole way you analyze and look at the patient is different explain more oh that's such a nice question yes absolutely i mean when when i started when i started as a young vet in conventional practice back in the 90s i had seven and a half minutes so you're constantly aware you've got seven and a half minutes you've got to talk to them you've got to diagnose the problem you've got to treat the problem you've got to give them instructions and you've got seven seven and a half minutes so you that's sticking at the back of your mind the whole time and it leads to Poor practice and stressed vets, for sure. Sure. Um, today I've got the best job in the world. I reserve an hour uh, for a first consultation. It could easily be more. Um, but the the main difference is that when you treat conventionally, you it's like a, a flow diagram. You know, you you need a you've got the symptoms, you need a medical diagnosis, and then you know what the treatment is. When you treat holistically. You kind of come from it from the other way. You you need to treat the individual. You need to find out about that individual. And yes, their symptoms are important and their diagnosis is important, but equally important are a lot of other things. Um, what's been wrong with them before? How did they respond to this illness? How did it show itself? Why did it show itself at this point? You know, was were there any stressors that they were specifically sensitive to? Um, who are they? What are they? hungry thirsty individuals or do they not really like food do they not want to drink do they like heat do they like cold what are their beha behavioral um characteristics you know are they sociable are they needy are they aggressive all of that needs to come together to try to make a a, a diagnosis which is not just about the disease but it's about the the bigger picture of that individual and where they are um right now um, so the the medicine is for the patient. The the you know treat the patient, not the disease. And if you treat the patient, the disease will go away. If you strengthen the patient, um, the symptoms will go away and they will be cured. And of course, this is where years of experience and understanding all the remedies, because there are so many remedies. Yeah. And also, of course, the black art I guess comes into it with the potencies, because often you don't want to give a very strong potency to an individual with a weak immune system, as that might not help trigger the immune system to get better. Um, although in other cases, that might be the other way around. And that's where you and your experience comes in. Would you say that's right? Yeah, no, it's a fine art and a science. I mean, you need to, the aim is, to, is for each individual patient to find exactly the right remedy for them in exactly the right potency and give them exactly as many doses as they need. Um, which is why it's a constant learning process. Um, you know, you never finish. I'm 
been doing this for more than 20 years, but I'm a way I'm way better now than I was five or 10 years ago. Um, but it's also why you need to, every time you approach a patient, even though you may have treated someone of, of that gender, of that breed for that problem a hundred times before, it's still completely new and completely different. You know, I can have, I can have 20 Westies that lick their paws or scratch their ears, but I would, they would end up to be cured of that. They would need 20 different remedies because you need to get to the heart of each individual rather than just something that takes away the itch for a short period of time. It's the difference between symptomatic treatment and curative treatment. And it's, it's why it's so exciting. Yes. Um, because you can, it's, I think it's exciting for two reasons. It's exciting because you can actually cure and you can cure what, as a veterinary surgeon, I know is incurable. You know, I was taught at school this can't be cured, and every single day I see it being cured. And give us an example of that. Well, the Westie that's licking their paws is one example. I mean, allergies, autoimmune disease. Um, I, I think, I've come to think, actually, that all, almost any condition can be cured if you can get the remedy right. It doesn't mean that every patient can be cured, but I think most conditions, even those that I mean, I've seen animals that were, I see a lot of, very often animals come to me as a very last resort. It's what homeopaths call teeth. And it's not dental disease. It stands for tried everything else, try homeopathy. That's what happened to me, (laughs) exactly that. And that's a typical patient. Right. You know, somebody who's been there. I mean, these days it's digitalized, but in the old days they came with printed out paper notes and they were the size of, you know, old phone books. They were, they'd been through the system, they'd have every treatment in the system, they couldn't tolerate the treatments anymore, and now they were scheduled to be put down next week. So they'd reached So then they decide to try homeopathy. Yeah. Um, And and very, very often those patients are cured. So it's just a, a daily excitement really it's 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 fantastic and you've written about all of this in your new book yes which is called the complete book of cat and dog health and um i must say i've read it and i absolutely love it for me it's the clearest book um that i've read so far about holistic health because it's in three distinct sections um explain a little bit more and your motivation to get it all down in in a not in a simple but in a simplistic way Yes, well, that's 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 the aim, isn't it? It's my biggest frustration in my professional life is that there is there is so much that can be achieved, but there are so many people who are not aware of it. Um, and I really, really, I just felt this urge to write down what I think every dog and cat owner should know, deserve to know, so that these tools will be more widely available. Um, I... Quite often, if someone comes to me, like the scenario that we were talking about, where someone has been, um, for instance, a very bad allergy, where to avoid, you know, scratching themselves and needing constant animals who've been on maybe steroids or other newer, even stronger immunosuppressive drugs for several years. And now they can't tolerate those drugs anymore. They're ill from drug side effects and they need to be put to sleep. When they then come to me and within two, three, four months, they're cured and they're free of all medication. Sometimes the owners get quite irate because why was I not told this? You know, angry with the conventional. Angry with the world, I think, because they've had an animal that that was chronically ill for years and they feel that they've not done the best that was available for that animal, but they went to maybe several vets, maybe specialists. They... You know, they were told that this is not curable. We can treat the symptoms for as long as it's, you know, 
doesn't compromise their quality of health too much and then we can put them to sleep and then suddenly they discover that there's this whole modality that can cure this and they're angry with themselves i suppose most of all but angry with everybody that they didn't that they weren't told so i wanted to tell you know i wanted to make more people aware that not just homeopathy but acupuncture and there's lots of things that can be done no, it's brilliant. I love the way you keep referring there to acupuncture because mm. acupuncture played a major role as well with Molly through Richard. Um, and I love traditional Chinese medicine as well mm. in so much. Absolutely. It's a very old discipline, older than our conventional pharmaceutical medicine as well. Um, so explain, when I did my study with the College of Integrative Veterinary Therapies, mm. my, one of my first essays I wrote was compare and contrast homeopathy and acupuncture. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no. And it was like comparing because in homeopathy, we talk about, you talk about the vital force mm. as being the um, yeah. electromagnetic energy. And you talk about the chi. And the chi, yeah. yeah. So how do these two modalities really work well together? I see them as two different, la I, I, I see them, to me, they're the two heavyweights. Uh, if you have someone with a, if you have a patient, it doesn't matter whether it's an animal or a human, but if you have a patient with a, a chronic ongoing problem and you really need to get to the bottom of this and to cure it at its core, uh, I think to a large extent, either, you know, proper acupuncture, I mean, traditional Chinese um, acupuncture, possibly with herbs, um, and homeopathy can both get you there. It's just two different languages or two different roads that can take you to the same place. They, they, I talk about different languages because they do it differently. You know, I will have one vocabulary talking about my remedies and an acupuncturist will have another vocabulary talking about five element theory and, and the, the way that they approach a patient. But what they have in common is that they look at each individual as, a, as an entity and each individual needs to be treated as an individual and you need to look at the whole picture. And those two principles, looking at each individual and looking at the whole picture, picture that's what's at the center of, of holistic treatments and that's what both of those modalities are fantastic examples of. I mean I love acupuncture because it offers uh, physical relief I mean it is um, an, an analgesic mm. um, so for an older dog that might have a bit of spondylitis or a bit mm. of creaky arthritis setting yeah. in it offers that physical relief mm -hmm. however it's actually working electromagnetically to release the flow or the chi and it's complementing perhaps a bit more of the yin in terms of the yang um, that's offered by the homeopathy. Well, yeah, no, it's it's. I think it's just a it's just another language, but it's they're different ways of doing it, but they have a lot in common. They have a lot in common, and they can very often achieve the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now it's interesting in your book. Uh, the com the complete book of cat and dog health. Uh, you list in the homeop homeopathy section um, some key remedies. They're not all the remedies by any stretch of the imagination, obviously, but they're remedies that um, are accessible and might really resonate with people reading the book. Mm. For example, um, there's a remedy called Pulsatilla, mm. which in your description in the book about it kind of rings true of my little Mr. Binks here, who is You're my... snuggled up against me yes, now, so you may well be right. Yeah. So, <laughs> whereas my other dog who's at home, um, not least because she probably is... Um, not only a, a fossy dog, a phosphorus dog. I mean, she's a super phosphorus dog. Um, she is kind of Lara Croft, if you like. <laughs> Prudence, my miniature bull terrier, named Prudence. 
for good reason, actually, because I'm taking prudence on four and a half years ago as Molly's successor. My aim was to be prudent. <laughs> um, but what do you think about Binks maybe being um, a pulsatilla and why certain dogs can personify remedies? Well, I think all of us, and it doesn't matter whether you're a hedgehog or an elephant or a human or a dog, you are, you are, you're a type, you're a unique I don't know how to say you're a, you're a unique individual. There's nothing else quite like you. Um, and somewhere in nature, there will be something that resonates with that. So there will be a remedy for everyone. There'll be a remedy for every dog, every cat, every person, every elephant, every whatever. Uh, it's just a matter of, of being able to identify it. Um, and that's that's the challenge of the homeopath. Always. So you've got that aspect being a homeopath. Then you've also got for routine, if you like, conditions like arthritis or a stomach upset or kennel cough or uh, typical um, mm. diseases that perhaps for arthritis you'd offer the three um, three yes. R's. Yes. You've got different levels of treatment. ARR. That's absolutely yes. right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You've got the you've got the deep seated. Um, kind of inborn tendencies, these treatments that really need very, very specific individualized treatment, which is where you need a professional homeopath, uh, ideally an experienced professional homeopath. And then you've got your day-to-day -day acute or your first aid remedies, where home treatment is not only possible, but I would say invaluable. And remedies like Arnica, you know, any everybody should have Arnica in the house. Anybody who hurts themselves any it doesn't matter whether it's a bruise or whether it's surgery or having teeth extracted or whatever happens to people or animals having arnica in the house will make it heal faster hurt less um it's just silly not to know about it really well the, the, i find arnica is such an interesting um subject a, a great friend of mine who's um a literary um amazing person uh, and her mother was a homeopath and um she would argue she preferred the conventional road probably rebelling against her mother this and um she had surgery and her mother made her take arnica and so she said yes all right anna i agree arnica works but none of None of it, none of the other stuff works. And of course, in, in various um, high street <laughs> only chemists, Arnica works. only Arnica works. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in high street chemists, you buy Arnica cream, you can buy Arnica tablets. Arnica is quite readily available mm. for if you fall over and you bruise your knee mm. or whatever. So isn't that a tad ironic that, um, you know, a, 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 on a major consumer level, Arnica is considered that it would work, but conventionally we're kind of suppressed into thinking no 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 you know if you need pain relief you have to have a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory it is odd isn't it because i mean i think what we struggle what what conventional wisdom has struggled with is that idea that when when the because the remedies are so dilute that if you do a chemical analysis there's nothing in there if it's a liquid remedy, it's water and alcohol. If it's a, a, a pill or a, you know, a sugar pill, it's just sugar. But that's because we're looking at it from this frame of mind that really goes with the last millennium, this chemical analysis. These days, the big advances are in physics. Uh, look at, you know, I'm not a physicist, so I'm not even going to go there, but talk about people who explore space, people who, who make the big advances these days um, are the physicists, not the chemists. Um, and... Homeopathy is explained through physics, 
Yes, there's nothing in there that you can measure as when you do a chemical analysis, but there's a physical resonance that you can measure and record and repeat. Um, it's not mystic. It's not, you know, it's it's just physics. And we've been looking through the eyes of, of chemists, which has been a, a big hurdle. Um, a friend of mine says it's like if you take a, a, a record or a CD and, and you do a chemical analysis, it's just plastic or it's just aluminium or whatever those things are made out of. You can't tell whether it's Beethoven or Beatles. But if you read it in the right way, um, absolutely, it makes sense. How interesting, Lise. Lise, thank you so much. Um, sure. I really hope we can regroup again yeah. soon and talk some more. But in the meantime, um, Anyone listening who wants to find out more, please do look up the complete book of Cat and Dog Health. Lise, where can people get the book? You can get it anywhere you would normally buy books, uh, but it, you can also buy it straight from the publisher, Hubble and Hattie. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. show Mr Binks what did you think of it yes Lise was brilliant wasn't she especially what she explained about homeopathy it certainly was thought-provoking and thank you for listening and I hope you found it fun and enlightening if you did please subscribe on Apple Podcasts Spotify or wherever you tune into your favorite shows and while you're there go on give us a five-star review because that will help other dog lovers find us and thank you also to Mike Hansen, to Cookie, and to Sophie Bradley for all of your help. And thank you, Mr. Binks. Well, just for being you. Oh yes, you're right. We'll be back with another episode of A Dog's Life very soon. But why not subscribe and then you'll never miss a show. Bye for now. Dog's Life is a Pod People production. Pod People.